You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday to you. Anthony Gazenza here with CincyJungle.com. And this is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast coming at you on Monday evening, going up to a little bit before kickoff of Monday Night Football. Got an interesting Monday Night Football game coming up here. So um, we're going to go through some headlines, some big news kind of dropped for the Bengals today in terms of injury on the injury front and all of that. So we've got a lot to kind of comb through with that. And then we'll, we'll take a spin around the AFC North, a little bit around the league and go from there. But uh happy Monday to you all a happy belated veterans day, especially to our service men, service women, first responders, their families. Uh, hopefully you had a good holiday uh, everybody. And I want to say, before we kind of get into all this stuff too, I want to just let folks know, John Sheeran and I kind of teased it uh, last week on our show that we're going to try and kind of shake up the schedule a little bit, the show schedule a little bit. We're still going to have a lot of the same stuff um, that we usually do, but we're going to kind of break up uh, the one big show um, into kind of two shows throughout the week. We'll have like our guest preview like we normally do on on there. And then we'll do listener questions live and all that kind of stuff too. But just kind of spreading some stuff throughout the week. This will become hopefully a kind of the, the headline show will kind of become a two-person show. And uh, we'll go, we'll kind of go from there and see how it goes. But we're going to uh, shake up the scheduling, change the times of when we go live and all of that as well. So uh, we'll we'll let you know all of that as we continue to unveil that, but wanted to let you know that there's going to be a little bit of a difference for those who like to tune in live. Um, we'll have a little bit of, and, and just in general, uh, checking out the show and whatnot, um, we'll have a little bit of a, a shakeup on the scheduling there. But again, I'm Anthony Cazenza from Cincy Jungle, and this is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. And you can get this show on your favorite platform your favorite audio platforms itunes stitcher spotify google podcasts iHeartRadio, all of the major ones we are there you got to subscribe on your favorite streamer to get our show you can get coach speak and chalk talk from matt minnick and then of course you can get talking football with bengal jim and friends on there as well so um, we'll have all of those for you and then of course we all have our own respective youtube channels ours being the orange and black insider where you can click and subscribe right in this corner here if you like the video Click that, subscribe, click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. You can also find our stuff on Cincy Jungle's Facebook, so you got to give a like there and follow uh, our Twitter accounts too. So uh, all of those will be 
available for you there. So check it out how you can. We appreciate the support. Let's get into some headlines with the Cincinnati Bengals there. Uh, we'll start, as we kind of do, we'll start kind of going back prior to the Panthers game and kind of get some headlines and whatnot there. Um, and then we will go through kind of where we're at currently and then what's ahead for the week and then into the division and maybe a little spin around the the, the rest of the league there too. All right. So let's start with one. And we will start with Mr. Joe Mixon, who came off a huge, a career day, a franchise record-setting day with five total touchdowns as a running back uh, four on the ground and one through the air. Joe Mixon said, quote, uh, said Brian Callahan had, quote, an edge in pregame meetings prior to the beatdown to uh, uh, to the Panthers there. I will put pin the link in the live chat so you can check the, that out as well. But interesting statements in case you have not heard, and this was written up by Drew Garrison a couple of days ago. Here's the quote. He, meaning Brian Callahan, had a hell of a meeting on Saturday. You could just tell the hunger and everything was in his eyes, and we had great preparation all week. But the way that Callahan was getting at us on Saturday, I just loved how he came in with an edge in that meeting and basically everything that he said. We made it happen today, so we spoke it into existence. So obviously spoken into existence is a bit of a understatement because he went well over 200 yards from scrimmage, 150-plus on the ground, as I mentioned, four touchdowns on the ground. And so, yeah, big, big game from him, the offensive linemen who were blocking for him. And uh, just, you know, a, really just a kind of a dominant performance by the Cincinnati Bengals and in their run game. So uh, apparently it started on Saturday. It started a little bit earlier in the week. Brian Callahan, offensive coordinator, was kind of putting it out there, showing the showing life, showing the the – I don't know what you would call it, the energy and the players fed off of it and they ended up executing very well in, in the game against the Panthers. So the result of that speaking it into existence, as Joe Mixon said, was this, he was, he was named the AFC offensive player of the week. I think he also won the FedEx ground player of the week as well. Um, and so there is that, link for you on Cincy Jungle as well. Um you can you can check that out. Uh hey Les, what's going on, bud? Uh Hude from Louisiana. What's going on, Les? Good to have you with us joining us live. And all of you, the rest of you joining us live as well through a number of different platforms. Good to see and hear from all of you. Okay. So yeah, I mean Joe makes an AFC offensive player of the week. I think I had mentioned he won that. I, I think he would won the, the FedEx ground player award. So yeah. Uh, pretty big win there. Okay, now you've got this one from New Cincy Jungle Edition, Parker Blake. Uh, and he went through the offensive line film grades from that week, and I will pin this as well. This is really good stuff. Obviously, a, a guy who, especially if you follow him on Twitter, he knows what he's talking about. Um, and then uh, here's kind of he, – he talks about how he goes – through his own grading criteria, um, you know, go through each game, break down individual performances from each of the five Bengals offensive linemen and grade them per play. Um, each player receives a grade from minus two to plus two. And then 
here you go here the the percentages that you've got here um he he has collins at the top spot at 75.37 percent an overall grade of 68.08 percent so check it out really good stuff and you can see the twitter uh you know the clips that he has i think he's using the all 22 vision uh, on this but talks each about each player here and shows some plays showing where he got his grades from so good stuff here really well thought out and uh good stuff from parker blake there go check that out on the offensive line grades okay let's now as we keep rolling on here the oh so important facet of power rankings where do the power where do the Bengals stand in the power rankings and here you go we do a rundown of these on cincy jungle in terms of kind of going around to the different outlets here and you can see um where they are now at the obviously five and four they came off a big win uh espn has them at number 13 dropped a spot nfl.com has them at 11 dropped a spot from 10 cbs sports uh no change i don't believe they're at number 11 usa today has them at number nine which was the same yahoo sports at number 12 sporting news number 12 up from number 13 the ringer has them at 10 which is the same as last week game day number eight up from number 11 so a couple inside the top 10 a couple outside of the top 10 they are right around the top 10 mark uh as it seems to be the consensus opinion of all of the outlets there in terms of where they sit in the league here now they've got a daunting Back half of the schedule, a couple of big juggernauts on the horizon, but they also have an opportunity to, uh, you know, really do what they did last year and uh, maybe surprise some folks, but also um, hit their stride. And we'll talk about why that could very well be the case coming up here around the bend. This one is from bangles.com, Jeff Hobson, and there has been some hinting at it. There was also another article, I believe it was on maybe Yahoo Sports. Um, but this is quick hit. Drew Chrisman ready if Bengals make punting change. And then, of course, DJ Reader. We'll talk about him in just a second. But we've seen Drew Chrisman in pregame, you know, kicking some some big punts. Obviously, they are the Bengals have been sticking with Kevin Huber, the guy who's been their punter since 2009. Um, and you can see here... Uh, We'd play in a parking lot talking about the, um, you know, his, his past playing uh, playing days. But here you go. Uh, if if that's how it works out, that would be awesome, meaning getting an opportunity to play. And then you say here, Simmons, it's under discussion. Simmons says it's under discussion that Chrisman in his second season out of Ohio State says he'll just keep doing what he's doing. Um, politely leaving his lunch for an interview. Chrisman nodded as tablemate rookie long snapper Cal Adamitis. Here's the thing with this. Um, you know, when they return on Monday to prep for the Steelers, special teams coordinator Darren Simmons could promote Chrisman from the practice squad for that first NFL game in place of slumping 14-year veteran Kevin Huber. The punting has not been that great. Quote, every every week I prepare like I'm going to start because you never know. Look at Cal, obviously talking about Cal Adamitis coming in for Clark Harris after that wacky week one. Um, and then he, he notes that there. Here's the thing. The, and I'll, I'll pin this link in the live chats for folks too. 
the punting game is coming under scrutiny, and this is where I, I waver a little bit. You've already lost your your long snapper, who you've entrusted, former Pro Bowl player Clark Harris. You're now looking you're now looking at possibly changing your punter, who oh by the way is the holder of field goal attempts, and you're coming off of two consecutive games wherein Evan McPherson has misses. So how much do you want to rock that special team's boat? I know you want more out of the punting game, but there is more than just the punter is on this team is tasked with more than just punting the football. They're, they're the holder on extra point and field goal attempts. At least that's what, what Huber does. And so when you look at that, you go, okay, how much do you want to change up that? That's two thirds of that special teams battery that you would potentially change up in half of a season. So the Bengals need to really tread lightly and think about this one uh, and, and need to be sure that Chrisman's going to be solid on holds and all that kind of stuff. If they are going to make that change, I know they want more out of the the punting game than what Huber has been giving them, but something to think about for sure uh, going forward here. But um, again, Simmons has yet to make a definitive decision on that. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens here. Obviously it has to improve. That was another part of the quote. Um, so you gotta, you gotta think about that. Okay. Let's move on here, getting some performance metrics and whatnot with the Bengals players up to this point in the season. I think this one is from John Acri on Cincy jungle. If I'm not mistaken, I will double check. Yeah. Talking about Trey Hendrickson. Now the numbers may not be the same in terms of sacks, et cetera, this year as they were last year, but Still, he is showing uh, a lot of tenacity and worth on the football field. The first thing you have to mention when you talk about Trey is his intensity. And that is a quote from defensive line coach Marion Hobby. He's an intense football player. He's intense in the meeting rooms and he's intense on the field. And on game day, he tries to take it up another level. Uh, And he had a bad stinger in week seven. So... He uh, ended up coming in and still playing pretty well. But here you go. Stat from Ben Baby via ESPN and NFL Next Gen Stats. Bengals defensive end Trey Hendrickson is currently third in the NFL in pass rush win rate, trailing Dallas's Micah Parsons. He's pretty good. And Cleveland's Miles Garrett. He's okay, too. So that is a pretty good uh, statistic pass rush win rate. Obviously, those result in pressures. Those result in quarterback hits. Sometimes sacks as well. Uh, but, I mean you look at it and you go, well, you've kind of felt like maybe there was more true impactful plays uh, that, at this point last year by Trey Henderson, but he's still having a very good year for the Bengals as evidenced by that stat that Ben baby mentions right there. Uh, and then, you know, you, you still have to understand that the Bengals are trying to figure things out with, uh, you know, life without Larry Ogunjobi, a guy who would bring some really good pass rush presence on the interior of the line, particularly last season, um, lost him who, Oh, by the way, they'll be playing him this, this week, uh, his team rather that he's on. So we'll, we'll see, you know, how that all plays out for both teams down the road. But uh, a guy that, you know, I think the Bengals missed, albeit understandable that they were cautious in bringing him back because of the ankle injury that he suffered in that playoff game. You got to figure, you know, they, they were really cautious about that, but 
still, uh, Hendrickson showing that he is doing some good things, um, racking up pressures, etc. here. And now we're also seeing a bit of an uptick from Jesse Bates. And this is uh, an article on Cincy Jungle as well. John Acri writing up this one. Some some recent boosts in statistics and big plays from Jesse Bates. And it seems as if, he, you know, the, the title here is Bengals Safety Jesse Bates, the third playing free. Uh, and then, you know, it's talking about pressure and obviously pressure being from, you know, the contract situation that's been looming for a while now around him. Uh, you know, Robert Horry, he, he, there's a quote here. Robert Horry said, quote, pressure can burst a pipe or pressure can make a diamond. Um, really, really good, good quote there. Uh, anyway, some via... Um, well, this is Bengal safety Mike Thomas talking about Bates and his performance here. Sometimes, quote, sometimes you put too much pressure on yourself. This year, I've seen Jesse let it go. I've seen him be able to play free. He's being the best teammate he can be and the best player he can be. He's not carrying that extra weight. Bates himself said, quote, I had to get in a groove. I missed the whole training camp. That was a lot different. You've got to get in the flow of the game. I'm not making that as an excuse. I haven't been targeted as much. I've got to do my job. I've got to do my one eleventh. That's what happens when you really have a good defense. Um, and then Thomas continued his quote. Jesse is able to play free knowing he can't control his contract situation. We all just encourage him. That's the great thing about this locker room. His situation will take care of itself. Um, so, We've all, at least I've said it, that Bates has always been a guy that was a a tale of two seasons within a season type of thing, right? It's like he talks a bit, you know, there's one half of the season that is outstanding. The other half of the season, maybe it's a little quieter. In the case last year, it was, you know, the regular season wasn't that great, but he played absolutely outstanding in the postseason. Um so we're seeing what's, what's kind of neat is we're seeing a little bit more consistency from him this year. There's been some stretches where he's been quiet. There's no doubt about it, but he's had a couple of interceptions this year already. And it seems like a little bit more steady this year in terms of performance from Bates. And it sounds like it's, it can be attributed to to the mindset. And really the secondary has been big, big key players in, uh, you know, keeping this defense because the pass rush while Trey Hendrickson, you know, is is third in pass rush win rate, as we mentioned a second ago, I mean, the consistency of the pass rush hasn't been quite there because, you know, no Larry Ogunjobi. They're still trying to find that rotational pass rush help, whether that's Joseph Osai, Zachary Carter, et cetera, um, and, and get some consistency there from behind some of those other guys. So, you know, it's it just depends, uh, you, you know, what – what you think of the pass rush, I would say it's it's not as consistent that as I thought we had hoped it would be. Um, but the secondary has played well, and now they have to adjust not having Jadobi Awuzie, who's playing very, very well at corner. He's going to be gone for the rest of the year there. So Bengals have to kind of keep their defense really has to keep going here, and Jesse Bates has to continue to play pretty well as we've seen these past handful of weeks here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. So usually we do this thing. I know it's Monday, which is funny to call it something of the week, but we like to call it uh, tweet of the week. This was a good one here. So this is from our friend. Uh, well, we'll tell you. this. Okay, here we go. This is Tweet of the Week, and this is from Mike Petralia, who does a great job as a beat writer covering the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a video on Twitter, uh, and he writes, Tyler Boyd is, and I will put this, I will pin this link in the live chat for you to go and, of course, give him the clicks, give him the love, because he got the soundbite, he got the video. I'm going to play the first part of it. This is about, you know, two minutes, 20 seconds, so I'm not going to play the whole thing, but the first part and it is a little noisy because there's some music blasting in the locker room. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if you can hear lyrics or if there's some not safe for work lyrics. I don't know. Um, I didn't pay that close attention to be honest with you, so I apologize if there is something in there. However, regardless, it's in the locker room. Boy, talking about the back half of the schedule, who's on the schedule there, and all of that. So here you go. Yeah, at the end of the day, uh, all of our conference games, we must win, you know, uh, we got to start there, we got to win our division before we can uh, get to the playoffs, but um, yeah, next, next now, weeks, eight weeks or whatever, uh, all these teams, it's talented, they all around the same record as us, if not better, so uh, we had time to kick our feet up and take a break, and now we got to come back ready to go to work. Yeah, I feel real good. I, I felt better than I thought I would coming off the weekend, you know. But um, at the end of the day, uh, this, this is what I do. You know, football is built in me, and uh, I'm always I'm always prepared in, in any other, any situation. So you can see there and hear there that uh, Boyd is excited about the back half of the season. There, uh, excited about the opportunities that are in front of the Bengals. And look, even though they've dropped one each in the division they 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 control a, a lot of their own destiny here um you know they've got an opportunity to beat some teams that are deep in the AFC playoff picture they have the opportunity to split this this divisional series the other way in their favor against each one of these teams here and you know they're they're right there at 5 and 4 in the division race and in the wild card race etc so uh, he's excited about that. It does sound good hearing that that he was excited and felt better than he thought he would coming off of the bye in terms of refreshment and whatnot. And uh, that's kind of a theme as to where we will go next in terms of injury news and whatnot, because the Bengals got some positive, positive updates on Monday to some very key players. Fortunately, one was not really included in it, but here's a couple of different um couple of different articles on Cincy Jungle here. Um, here are an updates on DJ Reader and Mike Hilton. Um, they they think that they are going to be back on the field this week. Obviously, they've got that, um, you know, Reader coming off of that IR situation. He's going to be, uh, you know, they have a, a window to activate him and whatnot. But um, you can see here, uh, DJ Reader was cleared to practice by the team. Been on the reserve injury list for six weeks due to a knee injury. 
Um, Zach Taylor remains optimistic that his nose tackle will be able to play this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and then, so you can see here though, reader spoke to the media for the first time since the injury and revealed that he tore his MCL in two places. It didn't need surgery and was able to heal appropriately in due time. Yikes. Uh, that was not good. And then of course we didn't really know, but, uh, Hilton, had fractures in his pinky and had to, I think he had to have surgery on that. So, um, but at any rate, he's coming back and you need him back with, you know, Taylor Britt trying to get his feet under him, likely starting along with Eli Apple there. Um, So that's, you know, you need to have the stable veterans back there. And then just to piggyback off of that, here is the other article that, uh, Is on Cincy Jungle here. Uh, another one, another player here. So you've got now Hilton potentially coming back. Readers cleared to practice and hopefully we'll be back against the Steelers. And this guy, the forgotten man, Brandon Wilson, backup to, uh, safety kick returner. He's cleared to practice after suffering a knee injury last year as well. So... You can hear that you can see here. There's the 21 day period I talked about in terms of activating, uh, activating pl- uh, players there. And then Reader had that injury since week three in uh, against the Jets there. Uh, and then you know Wilson was on pup during the preseason, and then um, he suffered a torn ACL a year ago. So it's what I'm interested to see is what it when Brandon Wilson is brought back to the active roster. What's that? going to look like for this team and rick shop says why didn't they sign another corner well i know brandon wilson is not another corner but he is defensive back help so they maybe thought that they were getting him back and he can kind of help remedy some of the losses that they've had in the defensive backfield recently as well may also be able to you know take that kickoff return job from chris evans and then maybe chris evans gets integrated into the offense a little bit more. I don't know. I I really thought to Rick's point in his question that he's pointed out here in terms of why didn't they sign another cornerback? I thought this was kind of going to be the time during the bye week that you would do that, right? You would bring someone in, get them up to speed in the playbook, get them, get them up to speed with practices. And you're not throwing them out there a couple of days after you sign them and Oh, go, go play. You know, you kind of have a ramp up period. I thought that this would have been a good opportune time for them to do that. They did not. So um, that is, you know, uh, up for debate, I guess, but I, I think that may be a little bit a part of the equation. I know he's not cornerback, but maybe having him back and seeing when he can, you know, how he'll be able to perform, obviously a guy who knows, you know, the system, he's not a, he's not a guy fresh in here. He knows what's going on. So uh, that may be a little bit of a, a reason why they did not go that route. But I, it also wouldn't surprise me if they, if they go, um, if they do try and grab someone down the road here to help out some things, we'll see what happens. All right, let's close up with a couple of, uh, with, with the Bengals, just a, a, a fun one here. I actually wrote this one up for Cincy Jungle, in case you had not heard, Hayden Hurst, kind of a little bit of a new guy on the block here for the Bengals. He is the team's nominee for the NFL Salute to Service Award. Obviously, this so this is this award is 
in conjunction with the league and uh, USAA. And obviously they, they nominate someone who they feel has done a lot of different things to help out veterans, current military, their families, et cetera. Um, I, my understanding is that, you know, the, the Hayden Hurst foundation that does a lot of stuff for mental health, emotional health, that sort of, uh, side of things and, and provide a lot of assistance for that. They have done so with a lot of military members as well. And that's obviously a prevalent, that was an issue that has been prevalent for a long time, wasn't really talked about for a long time. And now it's, you know, really a lot of awareness has been brought to that front. And I think, Hearst through his foundation has done uh, you know a really nice job and and helped a lot of different people on that route. So really cool that he is the uh, nominee for that, and you can vote for him uh, once a day, every day up until the award goes through. So give him uh, give him some love, show him some love for that award. Pretty cool that he was the team's nominee here. Let's kind of transition to the AFC North. This is as it pertains to the Bengals and the Steelers, I think someone had, I think maybe Dan, the man brought this up here on uh, in the live chat here. Bengals potentially won't face Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, I, I think he had an appendectomy. Um, I'll double check this here. So he may not be available. And obviously, you know, when you look at what happened with Joe Burrow and his own injury, his own appendectomy issue. Um, yeah, appendectomy. So he's expected to miss multiple weeks per Adam Schefter. So he may not be there. If you remember, obviously, he was a thorn in the Bengals' side in the week one loss, returned a pick uh, for a touchdown early in the game, was just kind of all over the place. He will not be there. But the Steelers did get back to kind of piggyback off this separate story. The Steelers did get back. Demonte Kazee, who had an interception of Andy Dalton last week, uh, yesterday rather. Um, and so he is kind of a little bit of a ball hawk guy as well. So that is, you know, they, they may not have Fitzpatrick, who obviously is a more talented player than Kazee, but Kazee can do some things as well. Uh, so he, he played yesterday. And by the way, I don't know if you watched that game with the Steelers and the Saints, but uh, there was one play where Dalton got credited with an interception. He threw a ball to Jarvis Landry. Not only did it go off of Landry's one hand and it was a catchable ball, but the defensive back who was covering Landry was holding his other arm down and it was not called as a pass interference and totally changed the entire game there. So what little part I did watch of that game, I saw that and just kind of had to roll my eyes a little bit. But at any rate, that is what uh that's kind of what happened a little bit of the story of what happened between the saints and the uh steelers yesterday but they may not have Mika fitzpatrick going into this one i see paul ross asking is watt back well paul yes he is and he played yesterday and we will pull this up from the pittsburgh steelers site this is called After Further Review. What a Return is the tongue-in-cheek name here. And you can, this is by Mike Pursuta. I will put this in the live chat so you can check that out as well. So, yes, he is back, is TJ Watt. Um, and they were talking about how the run defense absolutely stifled the Saints. Now, this is interesting here. Kamara wound up with 26 yards r- rushing on eight attempts. 
Saints had 29 on 15 carries. So, and then Watt was, you know, definitely in there making things happen on that front. Now, if you remember, the Saints ran all over the Bengals defense. So when you see this kind of stat line here, uh, you know, you're looking at 29 plus 26. I mean, it, a little over 50 yards rushing. What is that, 55 yards rushing um, on 23 attempts? So the Steelers know how to stop the run. The Bengals are coming off of a great run game. So there's all these kind of yeah, buts, right? There's all these yeah, but, yeah, but. But Watt is back. Expect him to play. Expect him to have an impact, unfortunately, in this game. How big of one we will see. He was absolutely dominant in the first first game. Um, and so the Bengals will need to definitely keep keep him under under control there if they can. We'll see what happens. But yes, those are so some injury news and or returning news for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they get set to face the Cincinnati Bengals here. Uh, the Browns took a bad loss on the chin coming out of their bye week against the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are now kind of the hot team in the NFL. A lot of a lot of people are talking about them. Browns can't stop the run. This is on this is from Anthony Poisel on Clevelandbrowns.com. Browns can't stop the run. They can't uh, find their own run game. I think Nick Chubb had his first loss fumble in like a year yesterday, something something to that effect. Um, and the Dolphins are now kind of the hot team in the in the NFL, but the Browns now are three and six, and they continue to kind of fall out of the playoff picture. They are two games back, I guess one and a half if you consider the win over the Bengals, um, but they are two games back of Cincinnati in the division. Uh, so, you know, they have a lot of ground to make up and this has been a bit of a disappointing season to say the least for them as they've had to traverse a lot of different things, including utilizing a backup quarterback for the better part of the year. Now, that being said, uh, this guy is coming back to practice for Cleveland. That would be Deshaun Watson. So his suspension is going to be lifted in the near future. Um, and so he is going to be returning to practice for the Browns. And this is on dogs by nature, the SB nation, Cleveland Browns site. So I don't know that he's going to be the cure all to a lot of different things. We had a conversation with Trey Wingo about that a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, we'll have to see exactly what, what that looks like for the, the Browns and Watson. I mean, not only has he just missed this year, he missed all of last year as well. So you're talking about over a year and a half away from football, um, new system, new teammates, et cetera. We'll see exactly what, uh, what, what he can do once he gets in there, but he is going to be returning to practices to Sean Watson. The Ravens like the Bengals had their bye week last week, and they are also getting pretty healthy. This is on BaltimoreRavens.com. Mark Andrews, who has a shoulder and knee issue, missed the Saints game before the bye. He's going to be uh, looking like he will be back this week. Um, Deshaun Jackson also didn't play in the second half against New Orleans. Jason Pierre-Paul is dealing with an ankle injury. Gus Edwards, a hamstring, didn't play against Week 9. Harbaugh said all of those players have a chance to play Sunday when the Ravens host the Panthers. So um, they are getting healthy and utilizing the bye as the Bengals did to get healthier as well. Um, and then they get to face a familiar foe at quarterback this year, and that is 
Mr. Baker Mayfield, he is going to start for the Panthers against the Ravens. Carolina kind of going with the hot hand, at least from a couple of weeks ago when he played the Bengals. Um, and they're going to see if he can kind of spark anything there. There's one thing we know about Baker. He likes to play football with his back against the wall when people doubt him, when people have chatter about him. So who knows? Maybe he'll pull something out here that uh, will surprise some folks and uh, give the Bengals a little bit of a favor and beat the Ravens there for him. But uh, Bengals have to take care of their own business as well this week against the Steelers. Let's cruise into some NFL news and then hop on out of here again. I'm Anthony Gazenza with Cincy Jungle, and this is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel right down there. Click that to subscribe. Click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. And then, of course, you can also get this show in audio format along with the other shows on the Cincy Jungle podcast channel through your favorite audio streamer. you got to subscribe. Leave us a review if you can as well. Hopefully a positive one. We would appreciate that on your favorite audio streamer. That helps us out. Cool. Let's get to NFL news. Just a couple of tidbits of info. Um, And unfortunately, this is now the time of year where the injuries start piling up. And this is from Michael Baca on NFL.com. Cardinals tight end Zach Ertz suffered season-ending knee injury versus the Rams. That came through a little bit later today. Um, actually, yeah, a little bit before we took the uh, the air here. But, yeah, so that's not, not good news for the Cardinals who are kind of clinging to life. Uh, not a lot of that, – that's a weird and wacky division this year. The Rams are struggling. The Cardinals are kind of way inconsistent. You've got Seattle surprising people. And then you've got the 49ers who seem to be better than their record would indicate. Really weird NFC West this year. But anyway, uh, Zach Ertz is done for the year. He uh, had a knee injury, and that is going to end his season. Now, this is a guy that I think some Bengals fans wanted to see Cincinnati pick up. And the Raiders continue to try and bolster their roster. And they're a team that's struggling as well. Raiders claim ex-Chargers first-round pick Jerry Tillery off waivers. Um, so he is now with he – go, he goes in division and, uh, you know, leaves the Chargers. But he's going to the Las Vegas Raiders. He was a 2019 first-round pick. So, um, yeah. That's going in division. We'll see what we'll see what kind of impact he has with the Raiders. And finally, can't do one of these shows without some form of a mock draft. <laughs> 2023 mock draft on CBS Sports. Um, and so here this is just kind of a fun one for you. They have the Steelers with the number two pick in this one. So they are not predicting the Steelers to do much, any much of anything else this year, but here you go. Bryce young, the number one pick to Houston, the Alabama quarterback, they have him going there and then pick two. They have the Steelers grabbing the other Alabama star on the other side of the ball, Will Anderson edge defender. So, uh, consensus top prospect it would seem in this class 
And then they've got the Bengals in familiar draft territory. At least it was like the Marvin Lewis. Uh, here, by the way, here's 20 pick 28. They have the Ravens taking a safety, which is interesting because they took a safety in the first round last year. Um, what's what's interesting here's the Bengals. They have they have them picking 23rd, which is like the Marvin Lewis staple of uh, when the Bengals would pick. Uh, 23, 22, 21, 24. They were always in that re- realm, it would seem, in that uh, run of five straight postseason bursts and whatnot. Regardless, they have them taking Gervin Dexter Sr., a defensive line, uh, defensive lineman out of Florida. He's a redshirt sophomore, 6'6", 312. And you see here the write-up. Dexter is in just in his third college season, but when he's on, he looks every bit the first-round talent. He needs to play with more consistency, but there's no reason to think he won't put it all together and be a dominant interior presence. So that's what they have the Bengals taking. I did not see – I will scroll up to where they had the Browns and what they um, – or might the Browns not have a first-round pick next year? I don't remember offhand. They might not. Regardless, they have the Bengals taking the big Florida defensive lineman at pick number 23 in the 2023 mock draft on CBS Sports. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us. Again, some positive updates on the injury front for the Cincinnati Bengals. You're talking Mike Hilton, DJ Reader, Brandon Wilson, all these guys coming back and uh, hopefully looking. Now, one thing we did not touch about, touch on before because it really hasn't been much of an update other than he probably will not be playing this week. And that is Jamar Chase still recovering from that hip issue. Uh, probably another week or two away is kind of some of the things that I'm hearing. So they, um, you know, I, I, while the Bengals are getting healthier, particularly on defense, um, that he's still maybe a week or two away. Bengals will have to make do without him most likely against the Steelers here, but you want to have, make sure that that is healed up correctly and not have long-term issues there with that hip issue. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely update you more on cincyjungle.com when we hear more and on this show as well. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza. This has been the Orange and Black Insider Headlines, Happening Headlines show, and we will be back with uh, our Wednesday night show, a preview from the opposition this week, and much, much more on our YouTube channel, on Cincy Jungle, and on the Cincy Jungle podcast channel. Take care, everybody. Happy Monday to you. We'll talk to you soon. 